when he's not getting distracted. I should mute my phone. <laughs> that better stay in. I love that. Beyond like, love that. Do you anyway, have pet ducks down here? Moving on. Thank you for joining us once again on the Delco Young Democast. My name is Mike DeEva. It is awesome to talk to you guys again. Joining me in the podcast Jubilee today, hello, Hammocks. Hammocks. <laughs> it's a two-for-one deal, always. Yes, good yes. morning. <laughs> I think it's morning. Tell me it's morning. No, it's, it's afternoon. It's three in the afternoon. <laughs> I need to sleep more. <laughs> we have kids. It doesn't count, ever. No, the announcement party last night was, oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. that was, was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah, there's been... A ton of announcement parties recently. Um, I was going to say, I think they keep going. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah they just never end. 90 they days end. of, you know, nothing but craziness exactly. at this point. And then uh, how many months after that? Yeah. <laughs> Pasquale Cipollone was supposed to be joining us today, but uh, unfortunately Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, so he can't join us. Are you kidding? <laughs> Is that his reason? Kingdom Hearts 3? No, I can oh see that legit God. being. Yeah. <laughs> He is literally, like, I, I can envision it right now. He's sitting in front of his giant TV with, like, a bowl of, like, Lucky Charms or Fruit Loops. TV. Right? Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you've been to his house. You know what that, oh, like, that yeah, big TV. Yeah. I guarantee he's you. He's, like, plopped right down in front yep. of his feet are kicked up. Yep. He's got the bowl sitting in bowl his lap, the controller yep. in his hand, halfway unwashed and, like, yep. totally not shaven at all and everything. Just That's three days from down now. Oh, I'm playing for, like, five minutes and then pause, eat two scoops and go back to playing more. <laughs> to be fair, though, don't you remember? I remember doing that. Oh, God. Granted, so it wasn't I. for, like, Kingdom Hearts, but no. I remember, like, staying up and just playing until you beat the game. Oh, God. Final Fantasy VII, I don't think I slept. Oh, no. I slept between no. discs. No. That's how I slept on that game. No. So, um, not to incriminate anyone, when um, Final Fantasy VII was released in overseas we did a tdy to thailand so one of the guys i was with took his playstation and he knew there was a special chip you can have put in over there to play it Mm -hmm. but it would be the western version of it it's um not translated so we are sitting in a thai hotel room playing final fantasy 7 before it's released in the u.s in japanese none of us could understand the kanji at all but it's like (laughs) we do know rpgs because we are the nerds of that this is attack this is flee this is item this is you know we could but you had no idea what was going on final fantasy is the same battle system basically every time so it's the same selection if you played one that the entire menu setup is the same throughout now just kind of sitting here thinking like i i wonder what playing like all the epic games like we ever played in you know like the japanese versions or something that you don't understand how Mm -hmm. like strange that would be you'd be like why is this guy going through all these castles looking for (laughs) yeah i just because you can't read any of it right you're like where did where did the 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 turtles come from yeah what is this (laughs) it comes in yeah the 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 of course my favorite's mario Two? Two, yes. Yeah, that, which yeah, is yeah. Which like <laughs> the, yeah. the spoiler alert for all you young people who for haven't played it. For a game that came out in 1985. <laughs> yeah. No, that's well, not a thing. They've had plenty of time. That is true. But, you know, the younger ones, not, not millennials, but the ones underneath it who have never played it before don't even yeah, know. Like Hunter. Lack yeah, Hunter. Yeah, like, like our kids. It's like, yes, it's a dream. I don't even think I buy that. No, it's 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 somebody somebody like (laughs) they took a lot of weird mushroom and fell asleep. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't a psychedelic mushroom. It was just a regular uh, poison one. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was just a totally badass trip. (laughs) It's okay. So so Pasquale beat the game and you know come back. My favorite part about that is the the voice of the uh, main dude is Haley Joel Osment, isn't it? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Who is who is now like trying to <laughs> forty years old I know. and like has, has the most ridiculous beard on the planet. I'm sitting here going like he's like I think he's yeah. I was like oh my god how old is he? Okay, I had to go back through my brain and remember who he is, and it's like I can't picture him now. I can only picture him as the kid. Look I it up on the internet. People. Look it up on yeah. the internet. It's hilarious. <laughs> you said beard, and I'm like I think I've seen a picture. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'll just leave it like it is. He was really good in an episode of the most recent season of the X-Files. But anyway, ah. let's talk about stuff that's less fun than this for a little bit. I was just going to say, Ernie gave us the stare down. He got up. <laughs> yeah. He's checking us out. 
He wants us on task. Yeah, uh-huh. producer Ernie is really, uh, you know, shepherding us through this. <laughs> um, yeah, so kickoff parties are going on. Uh, we all just attended one last night as we record. So that would have been, what, Friday the 1st? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like dating these things and making sure everybody knows how long it takes me to edit them um but we went to one for monica taylor who's running for county council um which was very interesting and that was very well attended yeah yeah. even for the snow like i kind of looked and i was like i'm kind of glad it snowed could you have imagined if it hadn't how many more people would have been in that room like lots yeah a lots and lots. i mean i know there were a ton of people that were like i can't get out of you know my road because it's a back road and we have shitty townships that you know don't stay on top of this stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah it was really well attended and you know the support that she has you know i think is phenomenal and you saw that last night you know and if you look online at any of the pictures that get posted you'll see you know and people from everywhere which was kind yeah. of cool yeah i ran into a uh, friend of the show robbie nosey yeah. down in eddystone uh we had friends and neighbors from haverford township mm-hmm. and all over the place. Uh, some Chester folks even made it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John, yeah, John Kane from the Flumbers Union came out. Um, yeah, it was actually we even had Kilkenny from yes, the Monco. Montgomery County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Sean had Kilkenny, Seidel there from Philly. So I mean, but I, I again that always kind of goes back to <clears throat> Monica's, you know, likability. I think is yeah. that she can draw a room. And then we had to hold out and wait for the Ridley crew because their meeting was uh, the same time. And they were like, don't leave. Yeah. Deloso was there. Rep yeah, Dave Deloso. Mm-hmm. State Rep Mike Zabel showed up. Um, Margo. Margo Davidson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty well attended. Yeah, it was awesome. The meatballs and, were really good. Yeah. And I want to I wanna make sure that we're clear here. <laughs> this this Just because we went to the party and are talking about it on the show does not indicate an endorsement by the Delaware County Young Democrats. Yes. So just to get that out there. Um, but, you but know, I will, I we're, will we're, we're personal friends with Monica. I will endorse McGillicuddy's for Darby. <laughs> it is a great bar. Right on Westchester Pike. Yes. Really good food. It is. Yeah. Especially the yes. beef stew. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but I mean, this has been, I, I stopped counting because I think people are coming in and out of this, you know, yeah. at exponential rates. So I have zero idea how many candidates we have, but I know no. that there's still ones coming up and that's not even outside of the meet yeah. greets. Or approximately 6,000 candidates yeah. deep at this point. Mm-hmm. Except for DA. That's only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Jack's still holding on to that. Jack Stoltzheimer is a really good candidate. Don't say it out loud. You so. get people ideas. No, no. At this rate, I think we would all drag people out. Like if someone cropped up, we would just drag them kicking and screaming at this point. We'd be like, no, get out. Just get out (laughs) well this leads kind of to the larger conversation about you know is an open primary good and if so how open is good is there a point of diminishing returns where like okay if there are five people running for three seats then it's awesome to just have it open but if there are 10 people running 12 people running 15 people running like where's the cutoff if there is one yeah um and that's a conversation that we kind of had a little bit uh back when uh congressional district five was was going through their primary i don't know that we ever came to a final decision on that i don't think (laughs) well i think across the board i don't think we learned and when i say we I, i mean as a whole um i don't think we learned from that you know you would have thought we might have learned from that well but the on, thing on is, many facets but what was the lesson that we were supposed to learn from that is the question some people would say that you know the lesson that we learned was that we didn't have enough good candidates <laughs> i think one of the lessons of that which i would have loved for people to see or or you know have learned was that not everyone should just jump on the i'm gonna run you know which we said over and over yeah. you know last year for that anyway but we didn't learn from that and and i'm not you know pointing out one candidate or another but you know when you see a field like that and and i understand everybody's being able to run like i'm not saying you shouldn't but you also need to take into consideration when you see the field if other individuals might be more qualified yeah. and if so and and if there's a likability factor if there's i i don't know i guess i i 
I look at it as going, does your ego supersede the yeah. need and, and the win for yeah. our county you, as a whole? Do you actually have something to say and something unique to contribute? Yeah. Or do you just want to do it so that you can be that you person. Know, in charge? Yeah. 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 So that's the one thing. Outside of the open primary, it's interesting. Last year, I think I was screaming all about it. Yeah. loving the idea of an open primary yeah but also strategically i knew what that would do right yeah yeah this time i really would like to see us be able to get you know some nominated candidates i'm terrified we won't because i think they're so varied and so many people in so many municipalities are so you know stretched out that mm. i think we're going to struggle to get to you know, the 55. But the question then becomes, you know, like, how much weight does that endorsement actually carry? Like, I understand the argument that, you know, if we have people endorsed at the county level, then we can direct all resources to right. those people. But, you know, is that something, especially during a primary campaign, is that is that the goal? Well, so, you know, someone else actually asked that the other day in a group conversation and mm -hmm. I'm beginning to wonder if endorsements aren't necessarily archaic as we are moving forward you know not even I just can hear I can hear a lot of the municipal chairs screaming I know right I now. know and I'm like but, but you should all be used to me <laughs> you should all be used to <laughs> you me guys saying know, Amanda. yeah saying the things no one wants to say but everyone actually is thinking and so I look at this and and I'm not saying that they're we shouldn't use them or that they're bad or whatever. I'm just wondering if like a lot of the things that have come from our politics or from campaigns, if they're just not becoming the way of the dodo, you know, yeah. like because if they, you know, we didn't get an endorsement last year. Did that prevent Mary Gay from winning? No. Did it prevent some of the others no, like Mary Gay won for yeah. an entirely different reason. It had nothing to do with an endorsement, you yeah. know, at mm -hmm. least from our level. Does it make a smaller ballot? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, or a sample ballot. Like I look at these and I go like, holy crap. Could you imagine what these things, they're going to be like eight and a half by 11s. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to be, let me unfurl this <laughs> right. sample ballot for you. We're going to send heralds yeah, around just scroll. <laughs> <laughs> to each polling location and like little trumpeters and they can, you know, unfurl the scroll and read out the read out the list Man. but here's our palm card and it's a poster board yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> pointed with a laser <laughs> like, um, prepared, this, i've prepared this. a powerpoint presentation <laughs> yeah. but no i really do wonder if you know <clears throat> i don't know if if it's even worth the i i i almost look at it and see almost a divisiveness to it the process because in the end yes someone goes home you know not being the person and you know a whole municipality might go home having not had their person and while you know eventually i think they do come around to you know as as you know plain is saying suck it up and you know do the work does that cause you know some tension and some problems so i think i think that it the tension that it could potentially cause not that it does definitely and not that it does every time but the the stress that it could potentially cause is between leadership and the committee people. Yeah. Like the individual committee people who now have to do, you know, frankly, who have to do their jobs now, who have right. to actually read up on all these folks and mm -hmm. talk with the residents of their, you know, their areas about them. You know, it is a lot more effort on that front, but... You know, if the committee people are doing what they're supposed to, staying in touch with their constituents and this, that, and the other, and getting out they there. They have a fair idea. Yeah, then, you, then it falls to the individual committee people to know their neighborhood and say, well, you know, okay, you're a, you're a union worker, so this person might uh, appeal to you most. Or you're this, that, or the other. You know, this, this candidate has interesting ideas about, you know, working parents and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever their specific situation is. And then just kind of make sure that everybody has all the information. It, I get why leadership tries to get these endorsements right. so that 
it makes the committee people's jobs easier. Right. And again, uh, the resources, you know, my, my feelings on money and politics are well documented here. <laughs> but I understand the reality of the situation that there are limited resources uh, right. that need to be sort of focused. However, you know, there's always that little nagging thought in the back of my mind, like this feels vaguely undemocratic and yeah. small, small D democratic. Yeah. Like, you no, know, I agree. it feels like we're kind of making the decision on behalf of other people, which. He's making sure Ernie has arrived again to make sure that <laughs> we are Ernie, behaving. You interrupted my brilliant point. Ernie. <laughs> um, but no, it, 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 it almost feels like, you know, we're taking instead of just providing the information and letting the voters decide it almost it almost feels slightly like a thumb on the scale to me and i know that's not the the I, right. intent it's not the but, intent mm-hmm. however i think you are 100% correct in that you know we're a committee of 890 right now yeah for everybody at the county level yeah ha- county committee members how many democrats do we have in delaware county registered <sighs> democrats is it I don't remember a hundred and yeah, a hundred and something thousand. To, yeah, it's an insane amount. To if you look at it, our eight hundred and ninety are a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And so when I see you know these these endorsement you know nominating conventions, I always do in the same fashion wonder. This is 890. And even if we all are doing our jobs, which some people aren't physically able to, some right. people, you know. Their situation has changed, you know, maybe now they've got kids and they didn't before or something like that. I understand that it's tough. Right. But at the same time, I go, but that was 890 people, you know, cutting up a list and pasting it back together. That's not the vast majority of Delaware County. So, again, you're right. I do. There is that kind of portion in the back that goes, is this exactly what, you know, we should be doing? The other thing that. I absolutely cannot stand. And I'm not saying it does happen all the time or it is currently happening, but I don't like the climate that this produces. We did see it with CD5 in terms of the snake eating its own tail. Because I think when you get this many candidates, and I'm not saying I've seen any of the candidates out in the middle of parking lots, you know, punching each other, but, you know, it becomes how do they get to the next, you know, to the next level so that, you know, maybe a committee person heard them last or, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that the tactics become a little bit more scarier in terms of, are we going to start throwing punches at each other because Mm -hmm. it's such a big arena? Well, I mean, my, my thought on that, what the hell is my thought on that? (laughs) I know it's a a little, but I mean, let's, let's be honest and let's be, you know, like I'm, it's happened before we watch democrats you know eating democrats and then the gop can be like ha look what they're doing 15 and they're all like they did last year right at the same token though with that it always ends up being like you know does the argument of does the does the battle make a stronger candidate oh which that I, agree. I i personally think it does no i agree and with i that. think that it's somebody who will be effectively immune to anything that the republicans throw at them because i'm not saying that it's good to try and rip each other up right. because at the end of the day pretty much everybody in the uh you know, everybody in the race is going to agree 90% of the time. Right. It's just a matter of presentation and priorities more just, than it is actual I always get stands. very leery that we're just going to go too far at some point and just look like, you know, we're, we're in there stabbing each other. And I don't want that to happen. Well, I mean, if I that mean, Philly pers- does that, right? If, like, the pers- yeah. if the person who does that is, uh, you know, <laughs> summarily booed until our throats are hoarse, <laughs> it's true. then, you know, hopefully the idea is that it's self-policing and mm-hmm. that we'll prevent that from happening in the future. You know, that's at least the theory is that bad behavior is punished and not rewarded. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sure that that's not going to stop the less scrupulous among us that and the fact that we apparently can't learn not to have 400 people running at one time that's mistakes i mean uh, i don't know if it's a mistake or not and that's a whole nother issue like you know again 400 people's 400 varying voices and you know it's just it's it's insane it's a good problem to have too like i'm not gonna argue that 
we asked people to wake up in 2016 mm -hmm. and and yeah. you know woman up man up whatever the heck you want to call it and now we're seeing the results of that in droves yeah they did it <laughs> right right so like i don't you know part of me goes like uh 15 candidates why but the other part of me went we literally asked for this so yeah you know that that proverbial careful yeah. what you the, wish the for. monkey the monkey paw has yeah. three fingers left yep. yeah okay. but you know it's it's very i feel like i have the luxury of being into this whereas someone like chairwoman Guiney does not right now <laughs> um, yeah oh god yeah <laughs> I, I, there, you know what, if there was ever a, a, a reason and, and just anything to never want to do that, right? <laughs> You're just like, no, it's like being, it's like being the parent to what? 35 municipalities oh, who man. then have how many committee members, yeah. you know, I just said eight, way more than that. 890 yeah. at current as of maybe what a week ago, 890, we, we have, I think a thousand that we could get to approximately yeah. yeah so like i mean we're not that far and that's like being a parent to all of them yeah some of, of some them. of whom are more childlike than others right right <laughs> you know and, and it's it's you know like let's be fair there's some of us going she's breathing my air and you know poking yeah. and prodding and yeah. you know being like the children that we yeah. are apparently Mom, he's on my side of the seat mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Stop February twenty fourth is going yeah, to be interesting. February twenty fourth will be the Delaware Delaware County Democratic Committee's nominating convention, where we're going to try to get endorsed candidates for uh, the judgeships and also for county council. Uh, they're not going to mess with any of the municipal races, I don't believe. No, no. I was so. also <clears throat> chuckling because I'm like, and Jack. But Jack's fine. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> 2 p.m. credentialing. Credentialing. Is, that, is yeah. that open to the public for, as observers it or not? It has been in the past. My, Are we my just question, running out of space? Yeah, my question yeah. is now if we're looking at 890 and if um, we, we get any... What, what's today? The second? Yes. Tomorrow is the... So February 3rd would have been a cutoff date for uh, appointments. So if we, you know get closer to that thousand mark which is what i think the max is for the high school the chester high school that they're using is it, is mm -hmm. it going to be at chester high school i thought i had heard that it was moving oh that's a whole another thing do you really want to have a conversation <laughs> about because you're gonna have to yeah. edit all of that out um so d d Not either sorry. way yeah either way it's it, i mean i don't know what they're gonna do i mean that's yeah. 890 could you imagine if like all 890 brings one person oh, which then you're not talking about staff you're not talking about the state potentially you could have anyone that's running statewide so like superior court judges that are running mm -hmm. could end up showing up with petitions because it's still in the middle of petition season yeah. so then you're talking about their staff them you know and and so like that number just keeps blowing up and up and up so there's an interesting question the fact that this nominating convention is happening in the middle of petition season positive negative doesn't matter um it depends and i think that goes back to kind of what we were saying before um if everyone was you know is it going to make a difference not unless other candidates try to throw each other off the ballot yeah. uh, that's really the only thing that i could see that you know like for instance if you had Mary, Sue, and Joe make it through and, you know, Anne decides to throw Sue off, then what do you do? Like, yeah. you've just got a nomination of, you know, one through. But I guess if you want to look at it, ideally, those that we got through would not have an issue with yeah. petitions. No. But that's not necessarily the case. You yeah, know, we've it's, seen this it's through and through. It's mm -hmm. theoretical that one of one or more of the people that end up being endorsed don't even make it onto the primary yep. ballot. Right. Yep. So like that turns into a whole big concern. And like and there were there were a lot of people and I know that I've spoken with Heather Boyd, the chair of the Upper Darby Dems, uh, and I know that there was a lot of wrangling over not even just not even like the rules of how it was going to go down but also like when are we doing this yeah is it going to be after we know who's going to be officially on the petitions or, or on the ballot rather or is it going to be earlier on so that we have more time to actually do stuff and it was 
it was not an easy decision to come no. to from no. what i understand i wasn't there that was a two-hour conversation at the leaders meeting like the leaders meeting was like an hour and then it was two hours of this mm -hmm. oh my God. In, in discussing you know pretty much you know the details and and how you know they wanted it to go through my concern always is i always feel like it's such a waste to have a nominating committee before you know petitions are done i just i you know what Mary Sue, Bob, Joe, whatever their name is, might not get. And I know, what is it? Two, 300? 300. Maybe it's 300. It's not a huge no, amount. No, it's not a huge amount. It's, but it's when you have 15 candidates running, getting 300 signatures is a lot harder at this point. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, it goes back to the same rules as it always is. Three candidates yeah. running means you can sign three up to three petitions yep. for at least the county council yeah. for the judges four <coughs> positions are open yeah, you can sign the of, four court of common pleas yeah. right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um but if you think about that 890 committee people if you're just trying to hit the committee people do the math you know that becomes muddled and then also becomes a strategy for anyone that might feel you know that they won't be able to get you know, a certain position, you know, yeah. it, which, you know, we look at all the time is, you know, throwing them off a ballot. And that's the first and easiest way to do it is through the petition season. So having this nominating kind of smack dab in the middle of it poses two problems, I think. One, there's that. Two, and they talked a little bit about this at the uh, leaders meeting was whether or not to allow the petition signing to occur hmm. at the nominating. Hmm. Right, right, hmm. right. Hmm. I know, I know. So again, this. Sorry, I had something in my throat. <laughs> again, we we've just opened a whole nother you know issue. Yeah, um, right. To be fair, and this probably will make you know anyone that ever thinks I'm a match dropper fall over, but I would be perfectly fine with not having any petitions signed at the nominating committee ever. I'd I'd it's have chaotic. a hard time. Yeah, I'd have a hard time disagreeing with you. It's chaotic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can barely get everyone through the doors and yeah. signed up and in their seats and not wandering around and talking because that's what we all do when we all get together. So the 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 petition signings just increase it, you know, exponentially. So I would be more than fine. They haven't quite. I think at the leaders meeting, if you remember, Brian, I think they said that they would have it open. In the beginning, they would close it once everyone was in their seats Correct. and then allow it open again afterwards. They would not be allowed once the gavel drops in the auditorium to, do to anything. pass anything around. Yeah. But once it's done, they can start again. Yeah. And which which the, definitely stopped them last year and the year before. Right. Yeah. Which, no. One <laughs> of the motions someone threw out was to not have it done at all within the doors. Everything had to be done outside before you even step through the doors to start your credentialing. So literally, so I would have... credentialed, you couldn't sign anything. What yeah. I wanted in that meeting was for someone to just be like, how about no petition signing? Yeah. Like, well, and then what does that do? If you think about it, that puts it back to the individual committees right. to go, if they're, if they're endorsing a candidate, if they're not endorsing, whichever, you know, if they're endorsing a candidate, then mm -hmm. it's their job to go help get a portion of that 300 signatures which you're supposed to do then it we we run into you know the individual towns uh endorsing somebody different if if we successfully as a county get to endorse all three uh See candidates this just keeps going yeah in this weird yeah fucked and up. that's yeah. and that's why we didn't come to a conclusion the first time and we're mm -hmm. probably not going yep. to this time it's a weird process yeah. <laughs> like, and again uh, you under like i think we all understand the different moving parts in it but at the same time kind of. <laughs> right but at the same time you go like where do you bring it you know to the middle you know yeah. and and i haven't figured that out yet except for you know no petition signings <laughs> the nominating <laughs> committee would be beautiful so <sighs> it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting you know what what are we at the second we've got 22 yeah. days mm -hmm. yep Three weeks to get this all figured and, out. And so 20, how many days until the convention starts? 22. And how many days until they can, you can start getting signatures? Oh, no, that's smack dab. So I think it's February 19th, I want to say. I think it's February 19th it, up, it starts. So February, between the February 19th and the day of the convention, you have, what is that, four days? Four days. Four or five days. So yeah. any good committee or candidate, if they get 
their stuff together. You're just wrong. You are starting stuff when, way. <laughs> yeah, the date that comes because people came up to me like, well, "What do you think about the convention and everything?" I don't really like the. Con- to me, just looking at it strategically, what is it there for? And so everybody can get in one room and start getting signatures. Yeah. But you're, the no, day that's of signatures, not what the convention's well, for. So, no, yeah, so everybody that's, can that's start they punching say, each other but, in the back yeah, of the head. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many knives are getting shoved into other people's backs? Yeah. I mean, um, four days ahead, you can start getting signatures. So any good committee or anybody running can probably have yeah. a half, if not three quarters of their signatures. 75 signatures a day is not actually that tough no. to do. Um, obviously you want more than that, more right. than the minimum to make sure that they're Three all valid. Three times but, at yeah. least. So you're yeah. probably looking at like 900, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So the- but I, I think that going <clears throat> back to that, it then becomes, you know, the, the whole matter is interesting because there are people that have blatantly said that they're not dropping. Right. Regardless. So that already, and it's more than, you know, if we have three you know, that we're looking at endorsing, it's already more than say three that said they're not dropping. So, you know, you're already at that loss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of look at it and go, is that worth, you know, kind of stirring the pot with this kind of, you know, situation. You then also, you know, have to look at whether or not, you know, I don't know. It's for the good. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, I mean, we're going to have it. I, it's going to happen. I don't yeah, know like if we're going to yeah. get any one through. Mm-mm. But I think we might get one county and maybe one or two judges, but I think that's going to be it. The DA, I, I think they're going to be difficult with. The DA is going to be so, be really so tough. hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's DA a, race. What was it? Somebody said last night during Monica's, it's, it's the length of the name. It's such a long, <laughs> Jack, so st- it's the length that's going to like hurt him. But anyways. <laughs> I think it's really long. It's going to fall off the ballot. It is. is. (laughs) They're going to have to make a second line just for his last name. Jack, enter, salt all the way across the paper. Really? Yeah. That's just frightening on so many levels. (laughs) We like you, Jack. (laughs) We kind of have to. He's the only one. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to go that far, but okay. Damn. Jack knows. It's all All good. Um. So that's going to be a shit show, but it's probably fine. But it's our shit show. Exactly. So that's what we always own, right? <laughs> yeah, and you will not talk shit on our shit show. <laughs> Only us in the shit show are allowed to talk about the shit show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple, other, <laughs> couple other stories I want to talk about other than us shaking ourselves apart. <laughs> I didn't do it. No. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know you didn't. It was something that uh, County Council did. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I'm going to do a big Surprised. reveal at the end of this because I, I enjoy the shit out of this. Uh-oh. Um, there was an article in uh, the Delco Times uh, covering the County Council once again uh, and them arguing super hard about the minutes of their meetings. Because for some reason... <laughs> Openness and transparency and just straight up good government is not a thing that anyone is interested in in this county. Um, There was another three to two party line vote where the Republicans decided to put up like edited uh, like a summary of the meeting minutes that cut three pages of the individual council members remarks uh, and quotes out. Um, of course, the Republicans said, no, we're not going to give you an opportunity to make a make a political speech, this, that and the other, because, you know, we all uh, I put the uh, I actually read the quote of uh, Councilman Zydek's, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, corruption tax comments, uh, which was apparently one of the things they took issue with. Surprise, surprise. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, literally cool. sitting here going like because we buy books. That have the pages ripped out of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that totally makes perfect sense to me. But the argument was, you know, from the Republican side that, you know, oh, everything's on video. People can go find it. And the comments from the Democratic side were, why the fuck would you want less information out there? Yeah. Again, which a book whether, with yeah. the pages three, five, and eight missing. Like, yeah, whether what? whether it's whether it's recorded or not, to not have the quotes in the 
in Which the is also meeting minutes stupid, is ridiculous. Right. It's also a stupid comment, and I really am using like stupid comment. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's fucking It's asinine. recorded. <clears throat> okay, by that right, if it's recorded, why are you not keeping it in print? Like yeah. that makes zero sense. So where's it recorded? Where's the sound file? Do they upload? Look, I don't even know. Do they upload them onto a webpage? Does it have to be a freedom of information request? Like, does it have to be like? Should yeah? Does no? It should just be available. It should just be there. It should be live streamed, which everyone has been begging for. Individual people will attempt to do that, but it's kind of you know. If you can get reception in the middle of that fucking Fallout shelter building, yeah. (laughs) And I tried with a MiFi, and still couldn't get a decent enough connection. Mm -hmm. So that is literally built for like nothing. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't run it on their own system and just be decent fucking humans. You can record this. You can put it on the website as soon as the meeting is adjourned and shut your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) And then you wouldn't have people going like, what are you hiding? Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, endemic to the entirety of the county government and most of the municipal governments throughout Delaware County, where it's just like, let's do the minimum that we can possibly do the minimum that we are legally obligated to sometimes even less than that, Mm -hmm. because the more information people have, the more our fuckery is shown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was actually, you know, uh, uh, Councilman Zydek actually ended up, you know, saying that, uh, and I'm quoting here. I understand that it may be uncomfortable to hear and read Uh, about my concerns with no bid contracts going to large contributors to the Republican Party, to hear me complain about the chairman of the Republican Party being on the county payroll, and to hear me speak of public dollars being used to put up billboards for a DA running for office. But the solution to removing these issues and these comments is not to try and whitewash and revise history, but to cease this behavior, end quote. Like, if you stop fucking up, you're I, not going to feel like, the need. I was trying for something yeah. funny with that, but, like, yeah, no, I, I have no... I'm more angry that it's just common sense. Yeah. And like, like, you don't is, let your kids do this. Why are we? This you know, is like, basic good government stuff. This is basic well, let the public there. know. Good government. Gasp. Yeah. But it's like... This Oxymoron. Is, this is like... <laughs> It should not be. It shouldn't be. (laughs) And that's the problem. And that's what Councilman Zydek is saying, that, no, we shouldn't do gnarly shit and then hide it. We should just stop doing gnarly shit so that when people read back through this, there's nothing we have to explain (laughs) or dance out of. Like, what was was their... So their rationale was, it's on video? Yeah. That was it, literally. Basically. Uh, Let me see if I can find it here. I can't even imagine. Let me see if I can find it here. Where's the video? um, Here we go. This is uh, Councilman Culp. Uh, Quote, we're sitting up here arguing again over minutes because someone wants to put a a political speech out. Watch the tape if you want. I'd ask the chairman if we can just get past this. We're beating a dead horse here. So she... Watch the tape. Which one that's how much I don't pay attention. Yeah. Anyway. Michael Michael Culp. Culp. Uh, so, Colleen Marone agreed that having video for both of the council and the agenda meetings was supposed to aid transparency with the minutes being a summary of council actions and decisions. Did they vote that minutes would be summary? Hmm. Is that was, actually written somewhere I, or done somewhere? I, I believe it some. was. I believe it was a vote that they took, but... Which would you know. be fuckery anyway, because yeah. that's a party line vote. Of course. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like Culp or, you know, the other ones coming across. Oh my god. Yeah. Really? Like really? Like no. that's just ridiculous. My favorite part of this entire thing though. Uh this article uh that was published in the Delco Times on Saturday, February 2nd uh is summarizing things that happened at the January 23rd council meeting. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Go watch the video. Okay. Go watch the, the video. Yeah. You will know all things. Keep if you wanted to know what God. happened, that Oh, right? God. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. This is like... Like, I just... I'm like... You didn't even try to be like, we're, no. we're trying to save paper. Like, no. you know, like, no. you could have tried to use and, that one, right? Like, yeah. but no, you didn't. You were just like, I don't like that. I, hold your breath. Okay. Yeah. Just hold your breath. Let's yeah. see how long that's going to go. Was that, was that, hold your breath. You're eventually going to pass way, out and wake up. By the so, way, because we, we're still going to be there. We know that they listen. I'd love to know 
you you can send me a Facebook message or whatever where the where the videos are posted. Yeah. So I don't have to go search myself. Yeah. They may yeah. they may be easily accessible. I don't fucking know. Or it's and if they be if they a... are, I really need to start resharing yeah. them because I'd yeah. be like, and by the way, the minutes don't match the video because yeah. you know we ripped out page three, five, and eight. Because yeah. why would we do things that make fucking no, sense? No, I, I see the video being on like an internal server somewhere, and you got to have like county access to get into it. Yeah. So you got to yeah. be somebody with county council. Yeah, but that, or that wouldn't with make sense yeah, with the way that, that they're doing it. we'll figure yeah. it out if but it that was being intended, said if it was intended to be a transparency thing hopefully they would just put the videos up on well, the website but yeah. if it's something where you've got to like file an information request to get it like uh-huh. that we know how that goes yeah yeah those four years later mm-hmm. exactly so i do just want to clarify <laughs> shush I do just want to clarify that uh, we just took a second to actually look it up. And actually, uh, the video links uh, to the council meetings, not only the council meetings, but the agenda meetings, uh, are posted on the Delaware County Council website. Um, actually, pretty easy to find, um, which is wow. a really nice... Just not full minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but at least if you go to delcopa.gov slash council... Uh, you can find all of the videos from previous meetings there. So um, I honestly didn't know that. So I I apologize for throwing shade. No, no. I mean, but the point is that's also not made kind of apparent and, and, you know, vocal and shared and so forth and so on, at least not as a whole. But uh, yeah, if if you if you want to know what the whole minutes have to say, apparently you got to go watch him, you know, video. Yeah. Or be there at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. And listen to it at like double speed like it's a yeah. podcast and miss a bunch of shit like wow yeah i can, i have time to read much faster than i have time to wait for all of the bullshit that goes down there <laughs> but at least it's available so that's cool do better give us full minutes just saying yeah more information <laughs> is always better than less and knowing so, is half the battle <laughs> oh, man. i coughed over that awesome joke so. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, so now it's time for everybody's favorite part of everything. What did millennials kill this week? Um, this no. one is kind of a bummer, so I'm going to be straight up with you here. Um, I'm like legit kind of yes. a little nervous. Uh-oh. This is a, this is actually, this is an editorial that I found in the Reading Eagle newspaper. Ooh. Um, so I don't have actual sources for this, uh, for the numbers here, but, um, uh, the thing that millennials are killing this week is apparently knowing things about the Holocaust. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. For everything that it is. Millennials yeah. are killing. Because uh, this was po- this was an editorial published on January 27th, uh, which was the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, since 2005 has been a UN holiday of Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, it's not that people are forgetting about the events or that you know they they you know i'll I'll start with the positive number that um 96 percent of uh americans uh believe that the holocaust did happen um we've gone up yeah which that's still four percent too low but Mm -hmm. yeah more than 90 percent said all students should learn about the holocaust in school 80 percent said it's important to keep teaching so it doesn't happen again uh, which is all you know basically indisputable but there was a, a poll uh, that came out late last year uh, done by the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany uh, that found that 41% of millennial Americans believe that 2 million or fewer uh, Jewish people were killed in the Holocaust. Uh, f- 66% of millennials cannot say what Auschwitz was. Uh, 52% of Americans overall wrongly think Adolf Hitler came to power through force. This so, is this. I f- I feel like this is more of a failing of the educational system than yeah. the kids just, than yeah. the yes. young people themselves. Yes. And this was eighteen to thirty four. So you know, I'm I'm li- everything. as I'm sitting here, I'm literally going like, that's that's not us, you know, doing it in. That's the base argument that we have had for everything in our terms that we weren't. Short terms, we weren't done right. Yeah, by the generation <laughs> yeah. before us, by not by not receiving the tools that we needed. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. However, that is appalling. Yeah. Beyond appalling. 
And I mean, you know, a lot of the survivors are aging. They're in their 80s and 90s now, as well as a lot of the World War II veterans that would have actually, you know, been there on the ground mm -hmm. liberating these camps. Um, and this is this is like a, tif a difficult one to kind of talk about because right. I want to be as sensitive right. as I possibly can be to, you know, anybody listening who had some sort of connection right. uh, to that family or otherwise. Um, but, you know, this is this is like and like I said, the positive thing is that, you know, <laughs> apparently we only people have th people think it happened and that it was important, know. but they apparently fell asleep through the rest of the class. Yeah. Four percent are wearing red hats all living in you I know, mean, a southern I mean, state that doesn't believe it ever happened. But that's OK. It's like, fine. Thankfully, I'm glad that that number wasn't higher. Yeah. No, I like, agree. I mean, we're 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 not making leaps yeah, like that's definitely not, not making leaps well enough. That's but not something to be proud of. Yeah, but what I look at this is is absolutely yeah. a failure on the education system, and then yeah. that leads to a whole another conversation. You yeah. know, that that leads to is it something as base as removing history classes because you're stuffing, you know, standardized testing in you know between them because you know I don't know how all school systems work but i know from like our own you know depending upon um even individual kids depending upon what's being tested that year if they struggle in certain portions they yeah. they lose say something like a hit if they're testing for math and science that year yeah and the child has issues that they need extra help with in math and science mm -hmm. they'll cut things like a history class yeah. in order to backfeed that right so that they can pass a standardized state test yeah. for what right so is that what we're doing we're cutting too many history classes is that do we not think it's uh, yeah. appropriate to be talking about like where does that you know where does that come from or is that just more proof for the anti-Semitism that, you know, is apparently far more rampant than anyone, you know? Yeah, I truly don't know. Like I said, this is a this is an editor an editorial in the Writing Eagle newspaper. So, like, there aren't a lot of, like, solutions other than, you know, uh, schools must continue to invite survivors to share their personal experiences and offer the most powerful form of education on the subject. There aren't a lot of survivors that right. are still left. No, there's not. So, like... When survivors aren't available, their children and grandchildren should continue to speak for them, which, you know, is valid. But at the same time, you know, the basic factual education based right. on, you know, the, hey, here's what people saw and right. wrote down. Here are the primary sources. I mean, those numbers we're not talking about, you know, li uh, hearing, you know, live accountabilities. Those numbers yeah. we're talking about, like people not knowing legit what you know actually occurred that's yeah, not yeah. you know that's not failure on that side that's failure of not opening a damn textbook and having exactly what was needed to be there yeah. there mm -hmm. yeah which is frustrating <sighs> yeah extremely so and it's like it's it's you know i don't think that it's a generational thing as far as like you know younger people don't want to learn these things or like don't care about them i think it's just a fact of like you know where was the priority during the educational mm -hmm. you know where during the educational experience yeah. and was this something that was like you know taught and focused on well and then i wonder if that's numbers for us what is the numbers for now that i think about it I, and i really am thinking about it i look at my high schooler and i'm pretty sure he hasn't had anything that has touched upon it if he knows anything it's because of our own investment in his mm -hmm. education yeah. for that so then i wonder if that's what our numbers are what are the numbers for the generation below us you know because that started somewhere and probably yeah. has continued to get worse despite the fact that it's such a front-running issue especially yeah. even right now with all the shit that's going on yeah i mean it's it's you know <laughs> Without trying to get into like a whole, you know, <laughs> I know we could go. Yeah. But but, you know, anybody who doesn't like understand history, at least the basics of it, it will be doomed to repeat it. Right. So, you know, the story of how a fucking lunatic can convince people to vote for him, mm -hmm. get into power mm -hmm. and then completely destroy an entire segment of the population by turning the rest of the population against, against them. them. Yeah is 
Yeah, I see. I, the, I see the I face you're making, I mean, and that's you know an intentional comparison. I know, because, like, and and the worst part about that is, as I hear, because it's not been a comparison any of us haven't heard before, but yeah. hearing that from you, literally, I was just sitting here going, "Well, you know, is is that you know intentional? Then, like, is yeah, that I the mean, dumbing down of a generation and the following generation, so that well, nobody asks questions? We all know. I mean, we all know. We all know that schools are leftist indoctrination camps. So you know, well, those, it can't possibly be those that. crazy <laughs> liberal professors that you know end up being senators. Yeah. With, Despite the Comic Sans literature, <laughs> oh my god, how's that gas going but, there, McGarrigle? Anyway, oh my god, um, but you can yeah, cut that. That's fine. I try to, I try to keep these these segments light, but like that, I saw that and I couldn't not talk about it. Well, I because mean, it's it's absolutely obscene. It's that, but you know what? You know. It's it's a testament though to, you know, what you do, what we try to do as millennials. It's not always pretty. It's not nah, always fun. It's not, not always. And so having something like that is the other side of us, which I think so many people don't pay attention to is that, yeah, we might be, you know, busting jokes about avocado toast. But the fact that if we read something like this and we go, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. we're not ignoring what occurred. And in fact, we're appalled at the fact of these numbers are saying this. Yeah. Where yeah. the hell did the problem start and how do we fix it? Because that's what we are a generation of is, okay, band-aid off, dress the wound, and let's fucking fix it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know. Yeah. So I want to... I wanna... I want to wrap it up, but wrap it up by giving a shout out to my great uncle Jimmy, who, uh, when he was in France in 1944, punched a Nazi in the face. I love it. Nice. <laughs> so. Uncle Jimmy is Indiana Jones in real life. Uncle Jimmy did not <laughs> fuck around. I love that. Way to I go, love Jimmy. That. Yeah, we're pouring one out <laughs> for him later. He got oh, a yeah. com- he got a commendation that was sent to my great grandmother, his, his sister. Um, his superior officer commended him. It was two two German POWs that escaped from a camp and tried to rejoin their units, and he single handedly chased one down and recaptured him forcefully. I <laughs> love that. I love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah, pouring one out for Jimmy. Yeah. Everyone should. Three of yeah. my great grandmother's brothers actually landed in Normandy. So like, oh my god, they they were there firsthand, like in the shit, like seeing these things, and they mm. they all passed in the eighties and nineties. Uh, a well, lot of and, them. Well, and and so think of that. You know, did you hear? Were were those stories handed down? So like, not not it, many of them. I actually right. I actually found that. I found a newspaper article from back when it was called the Chester City Times <laughs> instead of the Delco Times. Wow. Um, yeah, from like 1945 when uh, the commendation that my great-grandmother received for her brother was published in the newspaper. That's awesome. Like, I, I just found that news clipping. But it, it's interesting, though, because, you know, how that article talked about, you know, one of the solutions is, is you know, if the survivors are passing that, you know, those that are remaining should, you know, talk about it. Well, here's here's a problem with that. And I see it from that side, but I understand it more so from the side of being, you know, a military kid, you know, and spouse. Survivors, just like I think military, don't organically talk about these things. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, so that being, hey do you want to talk about the literal worst three years right. of your life so when that being it was a life and death is struggle? Really, like, not so. So that's not their responsibility. It's our fucking educational system's yeah. responsibility. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, ugh, we could go on and on with this and yeah. and totally get into the weeds. But I mean, we will do better. I guess is the thing. Yeah. You know, intellectual curiosity is not a negative, despite what the current goes back the current to president says and county council. Apparently, yeah, you know, yeah. having all the minutes in the damn yeah. pages might, yeah. you know, wanting to know things does not make you an mm. and make you an asshole. No, it doesn't. I was waiting for that. I've just been sitting over here like. Yeah. I can't touch any of this, so I'll go yeah. off on damn tangents. I mean, you can touch whatever you want, man. Wait, phrasing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's going into the, ep- the other Ernie. file. Hang on, hang Ernie, on. Ernie, where are you at? Leave my cat alone. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. HR. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't have an HR department here at the Democast. That's Waffles, and he's waffles. hiding. Yes. <laughs> waffle. That's intern, why. intern Waffles is... <laughs> the HR complaint department, and he's hiding. And all, he, he, does, all he does is write them down and then eat the paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
A place All right. Just, there's like <laughs> there's complaints underneath the couch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the so worst part is? You were just going to go into this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah go ahead, because you're going to laugh when I tell you. What no, no, because I I want to because self care is important, especially after a conversation like that. I want to talk about something that we've enjoyed that has nothing to do with politics. So, Amanda, you seem like you're chomping at the bit. No, the worst part is is it's not that I've enjoyed it, but I had a root mm. canal done. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee, yeah you better not have enjoyed that that no, would make make you no, weird but it, but it is so how can i how can i spin this in a, in a positive note it's I mean, exactly I posted, I posted a facebook live video about going how important it is to go to the dentist well, a couple but see, weeks ago it's self-care because like something as simple as your teeth mm-hmm. you know and the care of that let's not even go into the weeds of you know dental costs but oh, the care of that you know can really catch up and if you're not on top just like we talk about you know all the time with the self care we've also i don't know what have we yeah. been doing yeah like if you have if you have oh. dental insurance cleanings are generally free yeah. fillings cost a little bit a root canal costs a fucking lot. Yeah. Yes. So yes, and not just your mouth the, hurting, you yeah. know, the day after. I thought I was fine yesterday when the Novocaine wore off. Yeah, no. and I was like, oh, this is. And then I woke up this morning and I was yeah, like, no. twofold. This is the next day, as we all say. <laughs> and oh, that's right, you grind your teeth at night. Oh. So smart, so smart. And I was just like, just just take my face and just remove it and go away. So. My self-care will be having yeah. soup and a grilled cheese. That's going to be my self-care. Nice. Yes. Shout out to Dr. Maria Capacio out in Havertown. She she does a really nice job for me. And where do you go? Uh, it's on Westchester Pike in Havertown. Okay. Right. She's she's awesome. All right. Yeah, well, no, we do uh, gentle dinner. Gentle dental oh, nice. over in Havertown. Nice, They're pretty nice. good, at least for her yeah. and I. The kids go to a, a, a kid's dentist right over Actually, in the same right building. next to Tim Kearney's office, yes, <laughs> yes, Senator the, Tim Kearney's office. Yeah, which yeah, is great because they place. always ask where the third floor is because it's Suite Three Hundred, and mm-hmm. we're like, there is no third floor here. <laughs> so people, were all I can think of is uh, it's like the swimming pool yeah, on the roof of the high school. Yes, yes. Yes. Swimming pool on the roof of the high school. And so people will come in. Amanda's like, Brian, go show them. And I'm like, no, come on, back downstairs, out this mm-hmm. door, and it's around the corner here. There's no yes. third floor. No, it's on the outside. <laughs> what so, have you been doing for self care? Where's waffles? Make sure I don't say anything. No. Um, God, what have I been doing? Um, staying out of trouble, meeting oh, a lot of the fun. candidates. That's um, not not yeah, political. Has to, oh, yeah, that's right. that's, that's the political. thing. Like politics. the fact that you have to it's think so about it. Difficult. That we know. It just tells me that um, we need to pull back. Well, the VSO, I dig up my contacts there, so I have to pick up in the package, throw in an application, and probably within after a background check of a week or two, should be hired. You have to explain what a VSO agent um, is. Oh, well, we talked about it on the previous show, but just in case, just in case anybody didn't listen. Yeah, okay, just in case anybody didn't listen, I'm, I'm letting everyone know I got stared at. VSOs Damn. are veteran service officers that work with veterans. Um, there's three different levels of them. One kind of brings in the information to the three agencies, which is your American Legion, VFW, or DAV organizations. Um, your veteran service officing agent who's accredited is one that can sit down and fill out the forms for the veteran and help them get the process going. Can we get you like a little mobile car the... that you can drive around? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't even know. What we... Like Chow. a giant boot. It would be like a boot. Like giant a, boot. Like a, a, you know, What's military boot? boot. Yeah. Yeah. Set a boot. <laughs> no. Great. Um, <laughs> and the third yeah, so one. <laughs> I got your forms right here. Come on out. Oh, but um, the third one would be actually a lawyer type who would go up and deal with any claims that are. You're not allowed to do that one. No, I'm not allowed you're, to do that. Let's just put it like that. I'm going to throw out the third one. Yeah, I'm staying away from the third one. No, no lawyer for me. But the accredited <laughs> agent, I do have a shot at getting. So I would work. Some in Coatesville, the rest of the time in Wissahickon, and then after a bunch of trial or um, training, um, accreditation, I would be able to maybe to jump here. around to yeah some of the and we um, need them out rep here. offices, you know, yeah, and definitely. the county and yeah. some Count, other places. The county yeah. needs the county needs a sizable upgrade in their veteran care. I mean, mm-hmm. we have definitely. a ton of veterans out here. Ton, We've ton, got ton. a lot, and I've ran into some of them. Um, one of the simplest things once you're out is to go to your county, your county seat to the courthouse, and turn in your DD Form 214 because you only come out with a certain number, and it is very, very difficult to get copies of that 
in the future if you need them for, I don't know, maybe your home loan, giving somebody power of attorney over your health because they're going to want anything that's vet related always has a DD-214 that's needed. So you go to the county and they have a copy and say, I need 10 more copies and they can print it out for you. Anything beyond that's going to take you days trying to get through DC. <laughs> but, to, but to be clear on that, you file it with right. the courthouse, and that way they keep it on hand, and then they give you the copies. Right, right. That has a nice little raised seal that it's. Official. I'm thinking of a vacation now that I'm sitting here going like, we really don't have anything outside of politics, outside of a root canal <laughs> and a job. Maybe so I really think we need a vacation. I mean, yeah, guys. Yeah. Maybe hit another like, St. Petersburg. But there is actually one good self-help, and I got it last night. During the meet and greet with uh, Monica Taylor, we ran into one of um, our, well, I'm honorary, so damn it, I'm going to say our, young Dems, <laughs> Jason Black, oh, and no. his wife, the, the Kristen Black. Black clan, yeah. um, and part of that was good because I talked to Kristen, too, because Kristen works a little bit with veterans. Yeah, she's a VA psych- psychiatrist, yes. yeah, psychologist, and, one of those. But mainly it was with Jason because we have all been planning in a group chat to get Yo. together for a game night. Yo. Yes. I think at this point we need that way so, worse yeah. than any of us realize. As of Same. last night, it is loosely planned for, what, two Saturdays from now or next the Saturday? The 9th. The 9th. What's that, next Saturday? Yeah, I think we something said the like 9th. that. Yeah. That so, makes sense. I was happy. We're all going to yeah. look at that as being like like an oasis in a desert. <laughs> we're going to be like dragging through. It is. Friday, we're, uh, yeah, that Friday, we're just going to be and like, salsa and how, how long? 12 more hours. Oh, God, 12 more hours till game night. We can make boggle. it. Boggle. I'll play Boggle. I'll play Yahtzee. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, it's just man. other humans not doing Screw like, it. Stuff. Dominoes. Play quarters. Yeah. I don't care. Just whatever. Anything. Jar of pennies in a deck of cards or penny poker. I don't care. We do not condone gambling. No, we do not. <laughs> I do have a, I do have a poker set with a bunch of chips <gasps> down there, like on that bottom shelf under the under, under the, the mylar, uh, yeah, under the mylar emergency blanket. Yeah. All right, Jason or Wesley, if and you're I've listening, a, come pick them up. And I've got a <laughs> poker table over there that needs oh, to be cleaned. Yeah, I, so. see, I, I see. Every time I sit here, I'm in the corner. I'm always looking at that. I'm like, that yeah. is a nice poker table. Yeah. It desperately needs to be cleaned, but you know. So please tell me that you have self cared. Way better I, than any of us. As as per usual, my wife is responsible for most of the good things in my life. Um, she introduced me to a musical artist uh, called Lizzo. Um, she is an, an amazing, like, her music completely defies genre. Like, she's, I guess, technically a rapper. Okay. But, like, her music pulls in so many different influences. Like, in the course of one song, she'll go from straight up, like, George Clinton P-Funk to, like, Childish Gambino over to, like, fucking Fugazi and, like, old weird punk bands. Wow. And it's, like, and it all makes perfect sense. Right. That's what we're listening to in the car. It's amazing. <laughs> As it we're is driving so down good. to Philly to get yeah. your grilled cheese and matzo ball. Yes. It's so good. That's um, as big as your head. Liz- yeah. she Lizzo? Put a, Lizzo, yeah. She put out a song called Juice uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and the video is amazing. It's like 80s throwback, like ah. <laughs> like ah. leg warmers and fucking soul glow. And it's awesome. It's I know. Amazing. I'm like- <laughs> it's amazing. And the song is just all about like, yeah, you fucking kick ass, basically. And it's 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 so now good. I can't wait until like I mean she's I, amazing. I don't have enough battery voice, life on my damn phone. Her to be voice is here. incredible. Um, she's did she got come? Like, like, has she been known, or did she just kind I of? I mean, she's been floating around for probably you know five six years something like that um <laughs> she was actually a guest judge on drag race uh at one point um but that's yeah, why pasquale was just going like yeah. yes yeah, yes yeah. queen yes but <laughs> <laughs> easy now <laughs> but um yeah but she's amazing like and and thank you amanda for for introducing me. i'm gonna have to say thank you amanda but, too because mm-hmm. we're gonna go like in the car and listen and i'm gonna be yeah. like thanks it's, amanda ridiculous it do, it shouldn't make any sense but it completely does wow. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome it's amazing it's just like it's like 
five different songs smushed together into like three and a half minutes. Which is kind of Damn. cool because if you think about it, you know, I think you reach a point, you know, as you get older and you go like, is there anything new? Well, guess what? <laughs> but that's the thing. Whoa. It's a synthesis of a lot of things that have already been done. Like I said, there's but like... it's new and it's like, kind yeah, of invigorating. It's like 70s and 80s fucking oh, like that. funk and uh, it's like, you know the new the new sort of uh hip hop that's come out in the past couple of years mm-hmm. like i said childish gambino is like the yeah, first name is, that pops to mind this is so funny when it comes to art especially but. when it comes to music you could take so much of the old stuff and melt it together and if you do yeah. it correctly it sounds awesome yeah but and you sh- can't do that with movies no no let's you, regurgitate yeah. stories over and over and yeah. over again oh i mean we can we can get into a more philosophical conversation about how many plots there actually are because it's only like a dozen mm. um with different sort of flourishes but yeah how many more remakes are we going to make of a remake that was yeah. remade back in the how 50s? many fucking transformers movies do we need god damn it <sighs> one yeah. 1984 animated version okay yes <laughs> With that, <laughs> um, I'm going to pull the ripcord on this one. So I uh, thank you both for hanging out today. Uh, I want to thank the band Tin Mouth for letting us use their song Generation to Generation as our theme song. Uh, and I want to thank everybody out there for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Take care.